When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pabst Blue Ribbon. Always smooth, always refreshing. Gold medal winner at the 2016 Great American Beer Festival. When you're this good, quality always comes through. PBR Me. ASAP. The following is a Podcast One Minnesota production. For those who simply can't get enough talk about the Vikings, we present Bonus Chatter. Bonus Chatter about your favorite team that's unscripted, unfiltered, and uninterrupted. This is another edition of 1500 ESPN's Purple Podcast. It is an emergency edition of the Purple Podcast. We have raised the Sports Grinch bat signal into the sky. We are here to break down the Vikings' 2017 schedule game by game as if that really holds a lot of weight in April, but we'll do it anyway. It's before the draft, and and uh, these predictions probably will not be worth a whole lot, but it should be fun, and, and we'll spend a little bit of time doing that. I'm Ben Gessling from, from ESPN.com. I think that's where I work these days. Uh, joined by Matthew Collar and Judd Zolgad, uh, efforting through a... Uh, gone. His voice is gone. It's going to be like uh, Jordan in the flu game, or, or me in this podcast a few months ago when I had my own cough issues. But uh, should be an inspiring performance from the Sports Crunch as we break down the schedule in this emergency purple podcast, guys. Let's get right into it. They open September 11th, Monday Night Football at home against the New Orleans Saints. Judd, what do you got? Win, loss? Tell us what you think. I have an opening night victory for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. I say a win. Uh, it might be a high. It might be a high scoring game. Every time, no prediction on score, but I say they start off with a win. Collar, you just reminded me of when the Vikings kicked a field goal down thirty-four to three against Indianapolis, and then played the. They love the horn. Like I'm not going to criticize them for playing it after scores, but yikes! Um, I also have a win in this game. I think New Orleans is trending down. Drew Brees. Uh, is still really good, but they haven't done a whole lot to fix their defense. It just seems like they're kind of waiting for the end of Breeze's career here with a bunch of really average years. Yeah. So I'm going to give this one to Zimmer and the Vikings. I also picked a win in this one. I, I think they have enough time to plan for Breeze. And the question that I have, and I think it's going to be a theme that probably comes up as we do this, is Mackenzie Alexander in the slot against some of those multiple receiver sets the Saints threw out there. He's going to get picked on. If he is the guy, they're going to have to deal with that. But, uh, yeah, I think they win this one as well. So that puts them at 1-0. Going into what probably is one of their tougher road games of the year, Week 2, they travel to Heinz Field to face the Pittsburgh Steelers. Guys, what do you think on that one? 
Matthew, do you want to go first this time? Sure. I also, uh, I have a loss on this one. Um, I think that going to Pittsburgh is always tough. Ben Roethlisberger is still fantastic. I assume that Roethlisberger talking about retiring was just to maybe get some attention or whatever. Maybe he just wasn't feeling like it after the season. But he'll be dialed back in and playing at a high level. Going there, not so easy. Yeah, I'll go with a I'll go with an L there. If Breeze does short week too. If Breeze does not pick you apart in week one, Roethlisberger will in week two. You go into Pittsburgh, you're going to lose that game. And by the way, in week one, I reserve the right to recall if Adrian Peterson is playing for the Saints in that game because <laughs> then it's going to be a loss. Because then he runs for a buck eighty. Yes, but I'm going at this point a loss in week two. They're one and one. Uh, on behalf of my employer, I, I think we all very much hope that Adrian Peterson is playing in that game just because the storylines would be glorious to talk about for can you imagine Zimmer getting questions about that for like six weeks before the start of the season. Yes. Especially from his favorite beat writer uh, I can. who would ask about it a lot. Uh, it, it could be a lot of fun. And that game I just saw on the schedule, speaking of things that only beat writers care about, starts at 6-10. So yes, early. Not such a late in. night for those of us on deadline or those of us who are trying to get some sleep. So that is nice. Uh, I also have them losing to the Steelers in Week 2 for the reasons you guys mentioned. I think it's a lot of weapons the Steelers bring to bear with Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, and, of course, Ben Roethlisberger. I think on a short week, that is a loss that brings them back home at 1-1 one and one as they face the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, a reference from back in Judd's day. You didn't cover Danny Green, did you? No, not that one. Okay. Was that in reference to they the lost book? It. Did he? Re- no, I think they had lost to Green Bay, and he was trying oh, to move on. Oh, yes. And the next opponent the next Sunday was Tampa Bay. It was the so game, I saying, think, where Favre hit Corey Bradford on a fourth 99. down, like when John Randall called the snap. Like, Ni- John Randall yelled, hut, they went on it, and Favre hit him on a fourth down yes, with the clock running. That is yes. correct. Okay. Um, well, you're going to see a pattern here. Breeze in week one. Yep. Roethlisberger in week two, and then you get a really good young quarterback in week three in James yes. Winston. Uh, nonetheless, I am going to go with the Vikings because they're the home team. They win this game. I think they win two, but this one I was on very rocky ground picking yeah. because Deshaun Jackson signed with Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. And I believe that Xavier Rhodes is a good matchup against anyone in the league. But on the other side, I don't know what's going to happen there. Is uh, Trey Wayans, he's going to have to. Terrence Newman cannot track Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would tend to agree. And or they I, put him in the slot yeah, and McKenzie Alexander's on him. Right, yeah, exactly. And if he's on... I would, if he's on the outside, Trey Waynes can run with him, but can Trey Waynes catch the ball if it comes his way or make a play on the ball? We have not seen him really be able to do that. Uh, so that's a little bit scary because Winston likes to push it down the field. Still, Tampa Bay didn't really improve their defense that much. Their offensive line still has a lot of questions. I think the Vikings can get after Jameis Winston and disrupt some of that deep game, and uh, I think they win that game as well. I am in agreement with both of you. I think they win it because I think they'll put enough pressure on Jameis Winston to cause him to to turn the ball over. He, I think he threw 18 interceptions last year and certainly is a guy that could be prone to doing that on the road early in the season when there's plenty of energy in the stadium. So I have the Vikings winning this one as well. That would take them to 2-1, and one, I think, in all of our predictions. This is kind of boring so far. We're all agreeing on these games. Just wait for now we come to the Detroit Lions. Uh, coming in October 1st in Week 4, and this may be where we differ a little bit. I have a uh, win for the Vikings over the Detroit Lions because I think the Detroit Lions are bad. I think they are a bad National Football League team in 2017. They got away with a lot of late-game comebacks last year. They did. But they had the worst defense in the NFL against the pass, and they didn't do anything 
What did they do in the offseason to improve that? They signed DJ Hayden, who's not a very good cornerback. They didn't fire anybody. They didn't change schemes. They did. I mean, I assume they'll draft someone, but uh, if you're counting on that to solve all of those issues, uh, that I'd be surprised. Now, the Vikings didn't pass particularly well against them last year, but I think uh, that will change this time around. They'll spend a lot of time on it and get a win there. Uh, the Vikings should have beaten Detroit uh, twice in 2016. They failed to do so on both occasions. I do not think that that happens again. I will predict for about the third consecutive year, Jim Caldwell is in his last season as coach of this team before yep. being fired. Uh, so I am in a lockstep with Matthew Collar again. This is a victory for the Vikings in our predictions. Then they move to, or, or my predictions, they move to three and one. This is where I differ from you guys. I think the wow. fact that the Lions added some pieces to their offensive line, they'll have a better group that's able to run the ball a little more effectively. And we saw Theo Riddick do it well in that first game last year. I think they'll be able to be effective enough. It's, it's not going to be pretty. It's, it's going to be a low-scoring game, I think. But I do have the Lions winning this one. Uh, which would put the Vikings at 2-2 two and two in my predictions. 3-1 and one for both of you guys. Then comes another Monday night game at Soldier Field where the Vikings, of course, I, I think that was kind of the game last year where things really started to go off the rails. You, you could have kind of written off the, the Eagles' loss, although Mike Zimmer's reaction after that game was certainly more concerned than kind of nonchalance. But uh, that was the game last year on Halloween night where things really started to go downhill. The Vikings get to relive that as they get to relive a number of things about 2016 with this schedule. October 9th, they're in Chicago on Monday night against the Bears. Thoughts, guys? Sports Grinch is being very Sports positive Grinch right now. Sports Grinch is being very positive. Being very positive. about to change? Now, well, here's the thing. The Vikings historically play awful at Soldier Field. But they're, the, the number one Vikings killer is gone. That's no true. No more sweet baby Jay. Th- this is true. And, and the fact is, I think Chicago is going to be god-awful. Yes. I think Detroit's going to be bad. Yes. I think Chicago is going to be awful. Therefore, I am going to give the boys a victory in Chicago, taking them to four and one. As Sports Grinch turns over a four new and one. he might be sick, but he's very positive right now. Uh, my pick has a little asterisk. As long as T.J. Clemmings does not play in this football game, <laughs> the Vikings win. Last year, the Monday night game it was I a mean, rough night for. There were for many TJ. rough nights yeah. uh, or afternoons for Mister Clemmings. That was one of the worst, yeah. and I. Was it when we talked with Rick Spielman, he said, well, Clemmings is a little better on the right side. I beg to differ <laughs> because he got lit up against the uh, Chicago Bears and they lost that game. But I think this time around they can get a win because the Bears, I think, are taking the right path, putting in a placeholder quarterback, drafting players, rebuild completely. Yes. But that means a bad year this yes, year. Yes, it does. It does mean a bad year, and it's also why I am in agreement with you guys Yes, they have trouble in Soldier Field, but Jay Cutler is gone. Uh, as oddly, odd as that is, as bad as Jay Cutler was against the rest of the division, he was very good against the Vikings, and he is no longer the Bears quarterback. I think the Vikings win. I, I don't think their Soldier Field struggles come back. I think they're 3-2 and two going into Week 6 when they come home on a short week to face the Green Bay Packers. Guys? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with a loss there. Okay. I don't think that one even needs explanation. Vikings fans may want one. You're okay. A A R O N Rogers. Hmm. Judd. Uh the Packers make the first of at least two trips uh to uh first of at least US two. Bank Stadium. <laughs> for the NFC title game is the third one when they lose to the Vikings on uh, the way to the Super Bowl. No, you got the, them four and one. Well, right, no, but no, no, no. Sports Grinch about to get Grinch. Oh boy. Sports Grinch turning over badly. Sports Grinch about to turn for green. For Vikings fans. So with the so with, with the Packers 
coming in to U.S. Bank Stadium to get the lay of the land, as they say, for their February 4th appearance. They get comfortable in this one, and they beat the Vikings, and the Vikings go to 4-2 and two after the I do believe they'd now, have to be in the visitors' locker room so they can get a taste of what that would be like. Could this also be a potential Adrian Peterson return to Minnesota? It could. I guess I'm still more skeptical of that than the Saints. Actually, I, it really seems hard to en- envision him finally signing there, but if... That's a that, flexible game, correct? That was what I was just going to check. If, if, if Peterson's coming back, that's got to be a Fox that SOB is going to seven thirty on Sunday night. Uh, doesn't Fox have that one protected? Don't you think? I mean, because they only get the the second and one's NBC qu- yeah, that's a, okay, on that's December twenty third. Fair question. That could be a Buck Aikman, but yes, that that is not a noon start if Peterson's playing that game. Uh, whether he is or whether he is not, I also have the Packers winning this one. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has more weapons already than he did last year. I mean, Jordy Nelson's a year older, and, and you have some questions about some of those guys. But adding Martellus Bennett and Lance Kendricks. Who is going to stop Martellus Bennett? I'm not it, sure. That would be my question. Okay. Martellus Bennett <laughs> is agree. a Martellus, yes, I agree. Because when they played him, and people say, well, they beat him at U.S. Bank Stadium last year, they didn't have Jared Cook yet. And Jared Cook opened that offense and up. Nelson and Martellus did. Bennett is better than Jared Cook. And, and they also didn't have whatever running back they're going to draft, more or less. That is true. And Nelson, Ty Montgomery too, I guess. in the game here, was still really, really yep. in the first phase yep. of coming back. Yep, yep. So I, I, I think the Packers win that one. Um, the the quarterback, with the, the ex-boyfriend of Olivia Munn, as, as the Chicago Tribune so brilliantly put it, uh, I think he is the difference in that game. I think the Vikings are 3-3. Three and three. Uh, before yet another early home game. Boy, they're going to have to play a lot of road games late, I guess. We'll have to see how that goes. Uh, October 22nd, my 12th wedding anniversary, I will not be spending with my wife. I will instead be spending with Joe Flacco, John Harbaugh, and the Baltimore Ravens, who come to town for a noon kickoff that day. Uh, guys, will the Ravens be going home happy or You'll be. You will also be spending th- that day with a very special someone from your past by the name of Michael Wallace. Ah, yes. Who will catch a couple touchdown passes in that game, and the Baltimore Ravens will leave with a victory. Wow. It's a loss for the Vikings. So they're now 4-3. and 4-3 and three in my world. Okay. I disagree on this one. I think Joe Flacco Homer. last year. <laughs> last year, I think Joe Flacco was showing some signs, and maybe even the last couple of years, of, of not, not being elite. Not being elite. Uh. Right. So and I, uh, not elite. I, I would say for a short period of time, he was one of the better quarterbacks in the league, but I don't see that anymore. Yeah. And their best wide receiver last year, Mike Wallace was good, but it was Steve Smith and Steve Smith decided to retire. Yes. And I'm not sure where you're replacing that. They also lost Rick Wagner, their right tackle, which yeah. I think could be a big factor facing off against Daniel Hunter. I got the Vikings winning this one and going to five and two. Steve Smith, of course, with the most famous "row the boat" uh, reference in Minnesota sports lore before PJ Fleck. The oh, yeah. very good in Carolina at the uh, two yard line. The touchdown celebration. No, no, no! It got to like the two. It wasn't he a started touchdown. At the two? He rowed the boat in the end zone. No, he got. He was down. To he got stopped at the two. He got stopped. He went in the end zone and rode the boat, but he didn't even score but the he play. He destroyed the Vikings that day. Did they he lifted Fretzmoot was so bad that yes. day that they benched him and claimed he was hurt. Was that the game right after the Love Boat thing? It came was out? about three weeks after. Okay. The first game, the first game after was Chicago. Oh at yeah, which you, people you, showed you, up. You with, want to talk about the Bears of the boat? At which people showed up with fake boats. 
and dressed as sailors. The the infamous question uh, that uh, somebody got asked, asked in the locker room, I think it was Dante Culpepper. Yeah, that's, by, the, that's the story. Gene Harrington. I was not around, but yeah. Bears of the boat. The Gene Harrington asked him, you want to talk about the Bears or the boat? Uh, let's talk about the Bears. Uh, we were talking about the Ravens, though, and I think the Ravens go home losing this game. I'm, I'm with you, Collar. I, I think the Vikings are able to put enough pressure on the not-so-elite Joe Flacco to get to 4-3 and three before they head overseas to face the Cleveland Browns on October 29th at the bright and early kickoff time of 8.30 a.m. Central. Uh, that, of course, is, a, I believe, a 2.30 start at Twickenham Stadium in London. It's fun uh, to say. Twickenham. It's probably Twickenham, as as the Brits would say it. But uh, I, I love that. we're over there. Yeah. It, it I think be, that's great. I'm, I'm uh, hoping ESPN shells out to send me that one. I, I think they probably will. But I uh, very much enjoyed my trip to London the last time around. And uh, the Vikings, I think, will be enjoying this one as well. We're probably all in agreement on that. Are we not? Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think so. I mean, I don't even know who the Browns quarterback is, but I do know that if it's Brock Osweiler, I'm picking it to be 42-6. to six. Yeah, we've seen that movie If before. you lose this game, Rick and Mike don't come back with the team. They're left there. Oh, my. I would leave them. Oh, in my. England. I would say you have a better chance at soccer. You stay here and you take care, <laughs> you take care of football here because you can't take care of American football anymore. His voice is gone, but his grinchiness is but It's Cleveland. They're, they're a bleeping form. joke. Yeah. 8.30 in the morning. This so you, might, are you picking a win or a loss? It's a win. Okay. I'm saying if you don't right. win, and they're 5-3 and three for me now. Yep, I Six agree. 6-2 for Matthew. I agree. They're 5-3 and three for me. I think they win this game. 5-3 and three headed to the bye. Kyle, you got them at 6-2 and two at this point? I do, yes. So they come into the bye. Um, hopefully everybody stays out of trouble this time. Uh, we've had a little bit of history of that in the past. I think I think that was the Ice and Fashone arrest last year was on the bye, was it not? That was in St. Louis Park, somewhere right? somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah. Don't drive but, the uh, wrong way there. Yeah, more uh, more famous arrests during bye weeks than that in the past. But uh, as they come back from the bye, uh, the same week as last year, November 12th, I think it was November 13th last year, they played in Washington, playing two straight games in national capitals. Hmm. Sort of. I guess FedEx Field is not really in Washington, D.C., but close enough. Uh, they play the Redskins on November 12th at the lovely FedEx Field. What do you got here, guys? Uh, I have a loss here. Um, going on the road there to Washington, I think, is going to be a little tough. And even though they lost to Sean Jackson, they pick up Terrell Pryor. Yeah. And, again, when it comes to nightmare matchups, Jordan Reed, I think he's an extremely tough guy to stop for the Vikings. I think tight ends drove them nuts last year, and they haven't changed anything to make me think that tight ends won't drive them nuts again. Uh, it It is probably close. It's a loss. So, Five and four for me. This starts, but by the way, a stretch of the Grinch really being Grinchy. Grinchy. Yeah. Yeah, this is not going to be good. This is the stretch where they have like one home game a month because they are, I think, five of their first eight are at home. Three of the first four at home. Then they have back-to-back home games before they go to London. And then uh, from that October 22nd game to November 19th, they do not play at home. And then from November 19th again to... December 17th, they are not at home. So I believe, Kyle, you said it was 56 days yeah, something like where that. they don't play a home game. So this is this is one of the early parts of that. And I also think it's a loss for the reasons you guys mentioned. I think Terrell Pryor gives them trouble. I think Jordan Reed gives them trouble. That's a team with enough weapons to make things difficult. And we saw it last year in that game where they were able to do that. And that's also a team that blitzes enough that they should be able to get some pressure on Sam they Bradford. great line, too. Yeah. yeah, they do. They really handled the Vikings last year mm-hmm. up front, which yeah. was a... 
I guess shouldn't have been a surprise at the time. I was surprised that anyone could handle their yes, front line, but kind of Washington's of offensive line was good. Yes, uh, so I, I have them losing this. They're five and four for me, five and four for Judd, six and three for you. Is this uh, a loss in your book? That is correct. All right, yeah, six and three. Then they come home for a game that could provide a bit of a salve after the loss in D.C. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams come to town on November 19th for a noon kickoff. Guys? I'm saying win on that one, although this game has me curious because Jared Goff, if if he's going to come back and have a decent season, yeah. could be in the midst of that decent season by this point. But I am going to go with a win for the Vikings. I have a loss for the Vikings. and wow. I will spell it wow. out for you guys again. A-A-R-O-N. Donald? Aaron Donald is going to be... did not draft because they took Anthony Barr. Indeed. Uh, is going to be very tough for them to handle no matter who's wow. playing in the middle. And Wade Phillips is now their defensive coordinator. Yeah. Wade Phillips is a defensive genius, just like Mike Zimmer. This one could be 9-6, to six, but I think this is your kind of disappointing loss. Or the Rams are just better. They have a ton of talent on defense. Sure. They've improved on the offensive side. And maybe, like you said, Jared Goff takes enough of a step. But I think that defense is going to wreak havoc. Yeah, I... I have the Vikings winning this, but I agree with a lot of what you just said, Collar, because the the game two years ago when the Rams came in here, Greg Williams was, of course, still the defensive coordinator at that point. That was the game that gave us the glorious Mike Zimmer mic'd up when Bridgewater took the flying elbow to the head and then Zimmer was just going off and dropping a lot of unprintables that had to get bleeped out. I think the Vikings.com version of that had the, the bleep sound going for like three and a half seconds. I think we timed it. Like he, nothing he said for like three and a half seconds was was able to be aired. And the NFL films, I think, was a little more um, judicious with it than that. But that game was one of my favorites on the beat that I've covered. It was it was two good defenses. It was it was a game where it was really windy. Zimmer took the wind in overtime, and and the Vikings ended up winning it on a Blair Walsh field goal. But uh, that defense, I mean, that was just a fun game. Two hard nosed defenses that day. Uh, I think the Rams' defense does make things difficult, but I ultimately think the Vikings are able to get to Jared Goff. I, I guess I'm not as big of a believer in him. I mean, obviously he was the number one pick for a reason, but I, I don't know that he's going to be at a point at this point yet where he's able to beat the Vikings' defense. I have them winning this one to get to 6-4. and four Okay, so that's the game where game. Bradford gets hurt and Case Keenum against Uh-oh. his former team. Bradford oh, gets hurt against it. his former team. Case Keenum gets hurt against his former team. <laughs> Pat Shermer coaching against his former so team. So all, all three of us at this point have him at 6-4, and four, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, and now things get difficult because they go back to Detroit on Thanksgiving Day for an Aretha Franklin concert followed by a football game. Uh, against the Lions at Ford Field. I've got another win here because, once again, Lions are bad at football. They'll have a bad season, and the the Vikings will get two wins. They are bad. They weren't good last year, and it just happens in football. Yeah. Right? Every year, someone who's bad makes the playoffs. It's almost like, um, I want to say it the same way Elaine said it to George, you're bald. You're bad. You were bad last year, and you're bad again, but this time regression is going to hit you uh, like a lion paw. And Okay, move on. A lion paw. Judd? I, or a Viking chip. Get the hook. I'm saying as Should have gotten... No, I'm we should have gotten the hook for Aretha. We get, I'm let's a get the hook for collar. This is a win. I am taking I'm giving a no here. R-E-S-P-C-T. That was her, right? Yep. To the that was Lions. her, right. The, mu- the self-proclaimed <laughs> music guy. 
<laughs> that was her, I, I, right? Hey, I live in Minnesota. I know Prince, not Mojo. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, you should know Aretha Franklin. Um, I think this is a loss. I, I think the Rams do not beat them on Sunday, but I think that game does enough that coming back in a short week, they have a tough time going to Detroit. I, I agree with you, Collar, that I don't, I don't think the Lions are that good, but I, I just I have a feeling in this one that they go back there again and on a short week having to travel, I think they lose that one. I think it's close, but I, I do think they lose it, and that would put them at 6-5 and five for me. You guys both have them 7-4. and four Yes, correct. As they go into a road game on December 3rd against the super no wait a minute NFC champion Atlanta Falcons Ouch. opening their new stadium Ow. with uh, I think an ETFE roof of its own so uh, this is ETFE enthusiast convention in Atlanta <laughs> I don't know if they actually have a convention for that but uh uh if they do that would be a good place to have it the the Vikings and Falcons and their clear plastic roofs and their very cool stadiums They'll play a football game under one of those cool yes. roofs, and what do we think happens in that game? The second of uh, three consecutive road games is a loss for the Vikings. They do not win this game. I'm going to use some of the same logic with the Lions as I'm using as the Falcons. I don't think they're bad, but Matt Ryan had the best year of his career last year. Their offensive coordinator left. They are still feeling the burn of a New England Patriots comeback, and I don't think they're going to be anywhere near as good as they were last year. And the Vikings go down, and their defense shows up, and they get a win. I would agree about a step back, but I think that offense has enough weapons to make things very, very difficult, particularly if you move Julio Jones around enough to counteract the inevitable Xavier Rhodes shadowing that will happen that day. Uh, there will be if no miscommunication. It. If he does it. There will be no miscommunication. There will be no going there, There's rogue. a chance that, that they might just blow that off. Though. There's there there is I, there's a chance, but I, I understand it was a miscommunication, so I don't think there's anything <laughs> to worry about. Um, but if, he, if Julio Jones is in the slot at all, Xavier Rhodes will not be covering him, and I think even if Xavier Rhodes is covering him, the Falcons have enough other weapons to make things very difficult, particularly with Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman. I think the Falcons win this game. I think they're able to score enough points. That puts the Vikings at 6-6 six and six for me. Paps Blue Ribbon is always smooth, always refreshing, and the perfect choice at the game or out with friends. And now, add gold to the great PBR tradition, because Paps Blue Ribbon was awarded the gold medal for American-style lager at the 2016 Great American Beer Festival. That makes four gold medals for PBR in the last 11 years. Not bad. It's that gold medal taste that has made Paps Blue Ribbon a Twin Cities favorite. When you're this good, quality always comes through. Go for the gold. PBR me ASAP. Seven and five for me. Seven and, and five I've got for them you. You got them eight and four, yeah. flying high. Heading into Carolina on December 10th in sort of the family reunion game. Mike Remmers gets to face his old team while now playing with his old new team, I guess, because he was with the Vikings at one point. Um, Captain Munderland is there. Matt Khalil is there. Charles Johnson is there. Lots of... Uh, bro hugs to be exchanged before the game but when the game actually starts what happens and that's not in this just one? media with captain munner that is not just media with captain munner that is true Although there probably will be a few of those <laughs> miss as well. you i miss you so much captain. Come back. Miss you, captain tell us what's going on in that locker room why didn't Rhodes cover uh, jones like he was supposed to captain <laughs> you tell me uh i have a win here though i think cam newton is going to bounce back still carolina front office may i ask you a question 
What are you doing at wide receiver? Charles Johnson is uh, not very good. That is true. And Ted Ginn left. He wasn't very good to begin with. Who did you pick up? Still have Calvin Benjamin. Eh. The guy eh? who had zero catches against the Vikings yeah, last year. that's and true. I think is not a star number one wide receiver. Not elite. He's I think Joe he's, Flacco. He yeah, would be a good target for Joe Flacco. He's like a guy, but he's made better by the fact that they don't have anyone else to throw to. Now, maybe their running game gets better. Maybe this is the Adrian Peterson game. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. But here's what I'm thinking about for this oh, game. Yeah. Everson Griffin v. Matt Khalil. <laughs> We've seen that in training camp before. I'm going to go ahead and give the advantage to Everson bit. on this one. A little and, bit. Uh, I will give a win to the Vikings. Unless Ryan Khalil playing with Matt gets Matt to actually care about football, in which case Matt has a great day. We are just we are <laughs> ripping the band-aid on all these guys that are gone and now we can actually be honest about Except what Captain, we thought. Well, we're being honest about what we no, thought. They, um, Cam Newton is in the in the midst of a bounce back season as this game approaches and more importantly, Mike Zimmer and his team having now gone two in my records, uh, seven and five are getting tighter and tighter and tighter. They go back on the road and they're just really, really uptight at this point, mm-hmm. and therefore they lose the game. And now they're seven and six. I agree with you. I have them losing this. I think Cam Newton is better. I think this. Is, I think the Panthers are a better team than they showed last year. They're not fifteen and one good like they were two years ago, but. I do like the fact that they have addressed some of the things in their defense. I think they really missed Josh Norman last year, and Captain Munderland does not fix that problem. We're not saying that he does, but he does solve one of the problems on their defense. I think Julius Pepper still has enough left as a situational pass rusher to help them. I think the Panthers win this one. That would put the Vikings, for me, at 6-7. and seven. Yep. As they come back home for a, another game with plenty of, uh, well, probably not, Bro hugs as much because it's two old guys that coach. But Mike Zimmer facing his former boss, Marvin Party Lewis. man handshakes. Yes, a lot of those will be happening in this one as Mike Zimmer faces his old team. The Cincinnati Bengals come to town in Week 15. Guys, what do we think? Advantage home team here. Uh, the Vikings are struggling, but they finally get a home game after the three-game road trip, and they beat the Bengals. Okay. Eight and six in my world. I say that the Bengals are not that good of a team, and Andy Dalton seems like the type of quarterback that they would wreak havoc on. However, 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 I think this is the one where Mike Zimmer wants it so bad that he wants it too bad, and he overthinks it, he overschemes <laughs> it, and uh, Marvin Lewis, if he's still the coach at that point, yeah. uh, takes advantage, and Cincinnati gets a win here. I have the Vikings winning this. I I agree with you, and we've seen this a little bit, and I've heard it from enough people. Zimmer, 100%, will be taking this game personally. The Bengals were good to him. He doesn't have any reason to have any vendetta against the Bengals, but he'll want to beat his old team. I think showing that the people that have replaced him as the defensive staff there, I I think he will want to show that, you know, it's kind of like facing the, 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 old girlfriend you want to show that you're you're better than the new boyfriend kind of thing um i think he will be very interested in doing that that day i think they will play well enough to maybe make up for some of the times where he's too tight i think they will know what this game means to him i think they win it i think they're seven and seven going back to green bay right before christmas just like they were last year so that game of course is december 23rd on saturday night football uh i guess we've been waiting all day for saturday night on that one uh, as Carrie Underwood maybe has to change the lyrics. I'm not sure. Um, that doesn't fit as well 
in not a big syllabically. Fan of well, I guess it's not waiting all day for Saturday night anymore. She changed the song now, so oh, the, the old the Joan Jett song? cover is gone. It's like a just do song, song she did with Miranda Lambert. Saturday, Saturday, there you go. Saturday, Saturday. Okay, like get Carrie Underwood to cover Elton John. Hockey Night in Canada has has that song. Elton John, Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. Yes, hmm. okay. Just use that. Well, Saturday Night's All Right for Football. In this case, the Vikings at Lambeau Field, seven thirty on December twenty third. What happens here, guys? Uh, they lose. I, okay. I mean, going to Lambeau, playing Aaron Rodgers. Freaking cold, it, too. Uh, I think it goes a lot like last year, where I think Green Bay's defense is still not that much improved. Yeah. And when they get to the playoffs, that's a concern for me, but not so much when they play regular season games. Yep. And I think that they'll be just fine in Lambeau Field against the Vikings. I've got that for a Minnesota loss. I'm with Collar. Packers complete the season sweep, and the Vikings fall to 8-7. and seven. Although, Judd, I noticed in the article that we posted that someone said we lost all credibility by saying that they would lose two games uh, to Green Bay. So We'll have to wait All and see. credibility gone. Yeah, I, I, had, I, I also picked the Vikings to lose this one. I picked it last night and, and uh, had not really checked my mentions because <laughs> I know how, uh, despite the, the nuanced and reasonable takes of Vikings Twitter on predictions that are made before the draft, uh, totally something that's worth getting fired up about. Um, I just figured it'd probably be good to take a night off from that. But yeah, that, actually, people were okay. But but yeah, the like the presumption a lot of this stuff is well, everything that went wrong last year we're going to have fixed, and everything that went right last year is going to go mm-hmm. right again. Sam Bradford is going to be great. We're going to win. There's no way we lose to the Packers twice. There's no way we go eight and eight, which is what I eventually have them being. All of that kind of stuff. So spoiler, spoiler alert. I think they lose this. I think that kills their playoff hopes. I think they're seven and eight coming back home. I just I, going to Green Bay on a Saturday night. I, I think two years ago it was a team that was ready to take that step, and they felt like okay, we we have what it takes to beat the Packers, who at that point <clears throat> were missing Jordy Nelson and, and weren't as good as the Packers teams that we've seen since then, and as as I expect this Packers team to be, or certainly at least dynamic enough on offense to make things very difficult. So the Packers in a game that they will probably be looking to stack up for playoff positioning on Saturday night at Lambeau Field in late December. That's a victory for the Packers. That puts the Vikings at 7-8. and eight. So I've got them 7-8. and eight. Collar, at this point, you are where with them? 9-6? and uh, six? I am 9-6 and, and battling for playoff position. Battling for playoff position against the Chicago Bears. Sports Crunch, where are we at? 8-7. and 8-7. Seven. Seven. Yes. So I have them basically playing a meaningless game on New Year's Eve. You guys have them fighting for their playoff lives against the Chicago Bears. I have no one hanging from a banner this time. Okay. Um, we stay banner-free in this game. Banner-free. I have a win, too. So banner-free victory. I have them finishing 10-6, and six and sometimes that gets you into the playoffs. Sometimes you get unlucky, and that doesn't. Such a homer. Last game of the season. <laughs> My only question is this. Are we going to hear chance of, we want Teddy by this point, or fire Spielman? Well, that becomes my question. They will win this game. They will miss the playoffs. The tough thing always with any one of these uh, trying to pick what's going to happen, especially before the draft, yeah. we don't know which rookies will or will not impact. Uh, to say nothing of who's going to be hurt by this point. Yeah. Well, that is exactly what. Case Keenum will start this game, right? That's exactly what's in my mind is if you lose Harrison Smith for five games or something, yeah. you're going to have a bad loss in there. Yep. Because he's that valuable. Yes. Or if the quarterback goes down, or Adam Thielen goes down, uh, right? Uh, one of their top receivers, or I mean, they're. But you've got playoffs for them. the other thing too is, right now the backup. Playoffs. I yes, I do. I think that they can be in the playoffs, but the backup tackle right now 
It's TJ Clemmings. Freaking TJ Clemmings. That can't happen. They cannot go into. Oh, yeah, can. They can, no. They yes, cannot can. go into. Yes, Color will not allow it. Don't make will, me yell. I will not allow it. I'm sick. I will Don't make me go, <laughs> I will go visit Austin Pastor myself. Is he? He's still a free agent. He plays for the Browns. I can't watch that this again. This is that where we often happen. wind up in the divide on this <laughs> yes, podcast. Collar reacts to what he thinks should happen. Yes. Judd, you like to react to what you think will happen. I react to history. Yes. This team will, can, will go into the season with T.J. Clemmings as a backup. I, I agree with you. There's also well, a, there's also a fighting chance that we decide the 2016 draft class is a complete washout. By, the, by this point in the season? Yes. Yeah. And Listen, we'll know within four games. Mackenzie Alexander, if he starts at the nickel, is yep. going to get picked apart. Mm. If he falls on his face, it's over. Like you're gonna, he's you going to cost you games. Mentally, it will be very interesting to see how he handles that. Yes, I do think if they now, I'm kind of banking on some post draft free agents still ending up with the Vikings. All right, they've got cap space. There are a few guys just still bouncing around out there that they could fill out their secondary with and create some competition for Mackenzie mm-hmm. Alexander. If they don't do that, yeah. Then I'm with you. I'm with you. Eight and eight or less if they don't do that because last year they go eight and eight as the second best team in the league against the pass. They will not be that again if it's this complete defense at this point. And they also did that with a quarterback that threw for almost four thousand yards in fifteen. Here's games. my guess: if they bring in a free agent cornerback post draft, yeah, that player will be released in the final cutdowns. I could see that's that. That's sort of their trend. They did, they did it with Kirk Coleman, and then they're going to decide. Trey is ready, and McKenzie, if he's not, Terrence can move into the slot, and something's going to go wrong. They they do have a history of sort of planning for the best-case scenario and kind of saying, well, that's what we think is going to happen, so we don't really have to worry that much about the other side of things. And They do have a history of kind of doing things that way. I I think, to, to put a ball on the predictions part of this, I think they beat the Bears. I think the Bears are terrible. I think they finish eight and eight, and then we're right back to where we were in the past. So, Collar, you've got them ten and six. Jed, you got them nine and seven. I have them eight and eight. If they miss the playoffs, and this will obviously be a question we debate in much more detail if it happens. If they miss the playoffs again, and they are now two playoff games in one, two, three, four, five, six seasons since Rick Spielman got the full-time title and one playoff victory since 2009. What is the next step? Uh, I think we're talking at this very same time about the new regime that is here, if they miss the playoffs. Uh, this sounds, like, a, this sounds like an off-season purple podcast to this me. This does sound like an Separately off-season purple Separately from podcast. this one. Sports Crunch wants to go because his My his voice, voice is shot. Is I got to go. But, uh, go get some rest. If they're in that boat, if they're in the middle... Uh, I think it could be a very interesting offseason, and we certainly will see how all of that plays out as we get closer to games that actually matter, which I certainly would advise all of you to take more seriously than any of the predictions you've heard on this podcast. But we had fun with it. We hope you did too. Hope you enjoyed this Emergency Purple podcast. Happy Prince Day. I'm wearing my purple shirt today. Uh, hope you guys have a great weekend, and we'll talk soon. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.